0: I think everybody is aware that we released Jim Sewell last night. Jimmy T's been a part of this organization for a long time. I've watched him develop undrafted free agents into bona fide pros. I've watched him get the most out of first-round talent. He kept his team together and this locker room together this season under very difficult circumstances. For all of that, I thank him and I appreciate his efforts. Unfortunately, I didn't see this team improve collectively from the beginning of the season to the end. That's what ultimately led to this decision. It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick
1: Winkler. There it is. Thanks for joining us once again. Gold Faithful 49ers radio show. I am Brian Peacock. This over here is Nick Winkler. Hello. You can find him at Bay Area Wink on Twitter. You can find me at BD Peacock. Our show is... Everywhere you find normal podcasts, that's where you find us. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere.
2: All all the good stuff. Are, I, can I talk now? I am so pumped up to, to like get going on this whole York interview. <laughs> do you have more, too? Like, or is that all you, you can, got?
1: You can always talk, Nick. Okay.
2: Sometimes I'm just you like, like that kid talk. that's like I got my hand up in the back of the class and I'm so just trying really hard.
1: There's. Oh, I do want to say we do have two great guests coming up on this show. Right. Steve Berman, Bay Area sports guy. Also a Chris Biederman from Niners Digest and Scout.com. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot about... The coaching search, Uh, one of those coaches is no longer available. Um, Or so they say. I'm not totally sold on that Okay, I was going to get into that a little bit, too. Okay, good, good. And uh, I guess we should talk about, you know, obviously we're going to get into York here quite a bit, and uh, we finally got to hear him speak at the end of this ugly, ugly season. But it did finish with a game. right. And is there any takeaways from that game that you want to talk about before we move on to York and, no. and the coaching search? No, not no, really. Okay. I
2: mean, it, you understand it, it's the National Football League. Like the, these guys are playing for contracts next season. They're playing for their jobs. No one's going to tank a game. You know, you don't like to see them lose those two spots in the draft by winning this game. But I mean, perfect example is Phil Dawson. This guy doesn't have a contract. He's not going to miss any of these field goals. Right. You know, the right, one right. That, that that ties the game and then the overtime winner, like. I, I just get so tired of people being like, "Oh, lose. I mean, yeah, I was rooting for the <laughs> yeah, loss, but well, you don't get
1: mad." I, I was too. Yeah, it was kind of you. There was a no lose situation there right. because you wanted them to lose, but if they won, they won. They and won. So it's you still your team. Really they still that.
2: win. But yeah. I was
1: rooting for the loss. I was of rooting for the not the loss so much as the draft pick, of course. And a tie was just as bad as as a loss, <laughs> so that didn't help. Um but the, just a few takeaways Dewan Harris he was probably the most fun player to watch on the field for the 49ers in that game just f- because it was you know it, it's just it highlights the lack of explosive playmakers on the 49ers roster
2: I feel like that just kept happening though like Carlos Hyde looked great you know he he got knocked out we saw you know glimpses of Reggie Bush and then Very they brought in minutes. yeah he brought in Gaskins and he, you know, he was such a plotter, but then they, they brought in Sean Drone and Sean Drone had his moments of looking really good. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Harris comes in and he looked pretty good as well. And I just feel like that offensive line was built more for running than it was for passing. And so it, these guys look good. I you're mean,
1: absolutely right. I mean, our guards per carry still weren't all that great no. for the season, but, um, but neither were yeah. on pass per attempt. Well, and right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> offensively, oh, there's a huge right. issue there. All uh, all over. And we'll get into that. There's a certain, um, a certain side of the ball that all these head coach candidates are on yeah, it's so kind I think of like, that's telling you, you right? see all
2: these offensive coordinators <laughs> names that get tossed right. around you don't see too many defensive guys uh, get, getting thrown out there but so wait so rightfully we were so. we were rooting
1: oh yeah, absolutely yeah. rightfully so um, we were rooting for the loss and then the Jimmy T punt and I'm thinking was he mandated to lose? Was G- was uh, Trent Balky calling in the plays, Coach Trent making an appearance? Or Jimmy T like, I know how I can keep
2: my job <laughs> right, next right, year.
1: Right. Maybe he that's what sealed it, pick. if you don't lose this game.
2: Yeah, so you're out. That was what was written down on a piece of paper before the game that But
1: night.
0: there's another guy that might have had an interest in having a better draft oh, pick. Oh, yes? I'd rather take a swing like we did on Jimmy T, and if you miss, the nice thing about the NFL is they reward you for missing. We, we have a high draft pick. You know, and that's the thing that I don't want to be drafting high. But if we don't compete for championships, I'd much rather be drafting high and be able to add, you know, the top tier talent in the draft to this roster. OK, he's basically <laughs> saying if we're not going to make the playoffs, I want the best pick possible. And who
1: doesn't? I right? mean, that, that to me is you never uh, hear an owner say that no. or anybody that's in the building, anybody in, involved with the team. Never Every speaks fan like
2: that. thinks it. Right. And they say it out loud, but they don't they're not part of the organization. <laughs> but you know what?
3: I for I laugh a minute, when I heard that.
2: Well for a minute I felt bad for Jimmy T too. I'm like he gave went into this no win situation, you know, there's he lost you know 90% of his starters and this and that. But let's not feel too bad for a guy that made 14 yes. million dollars right. for coaching one year.
1: Yeah, when somebody brought that up it was like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Never, I don't feel quite he as bad." He never has anymore. to work again if he doesn't want to. He's set. You know, it's funny, last year at this time people couldn't wait to hear from Jim Harbaugh, but I wonder if Tom Sula's phone has even been ringing right. at all since getting fired from I, media or potential employers yeah i'm sure i haven't heard anything about jim jim Sula since the game ended
2: he, and he'll end up somewhere as fired. a d-line coach somewhere you know he it seems like it and maybe go prob- back to
1: college and be a d yeah. coordinator he, he never was the actual coordinator anywhere which is something You're he right. needed to do i think that's huh. that's probably next up on his resumes He's, he needs to build that part of who it.
2: knows some small school in college may just want to bring him in as a head coach right. i mean he Good does off college the he played there
1: there you go i, I like just that just like just like our last gym. Go back and, and, and coach at your alma mater,
2: right, and then uh, yeah, and then go and uh, win a bowl game and get props from your old quarterback and have a little banter <laughs> back and forth on Twitter. I was amused by that.
1: I really liked oh, it. That was awesome. It was amazing.
2: Yeah. How about the uh, the the Harbaugh quote? The uh, "Do not be deceived. Right. You will reap what you sow."
1: Amazing. I loved it. Amazing Harbaugh. You oh. gotta love that guy. Just still, he just he's over there on his high horse right now. As he should be. Oh, absolutely. And you'll never know exactly who. People are saying it was directed toward Tom Sula more so than the 49ers.
2: Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know
1: about that. I Maybe think that Steve was a Berman, York straight up. We'll, we'll ask Steve Berman. He, he's got some really good insights okay. what's going on in that building over there. Let's ask both so. him and Chris Biederman. Okay. We'll ask him Let's both. ask
2: them both the same questions.
1: Let's ask them both everything, and yeah. then we'll compare answers at the end. I like and, it, and, yeah. and, and whichever ones we agree with, that's what we'll keep. Yeah, we'll make um, a top three. Anyway, so the big the big York press conference that was – Uh, That was pretty huge, and I I think one of the most telling things, he he sounded humble, he sounded like he took some ownership of stuff. Right. I don't know. Let's see if you feel this is a
0: sincere apology. This season was frustrating on a number of levels. We took a step back from our ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl. For that, I want to apologize to our fans and for everybody that cares deeply about this team the way I do. I hear the criticism, loudly, whether that's talking to fans directly, whether that's social media, or from planes flying over my head. The results of this season rest on my shoulders squarely. <laughs> I love that
2: he mentioned the plane flying He Why has rabbit ears. You can
0: never admit that that got to you. Wow!
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so a lot of honesty so far I, from, I from really, those York clips.
2: And I respect that. I respect the apology, you know, the whole I understand my role bit. I mean... We, we really wanted to hear from this guy. We finally did. I I feel pretty – I feel fulfilled with what he told me. I, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was just like, ah, blah, this is what you want to hear, and I right. know it, and that's why I'm saying it. But he could have come out and just been like, F you guys. I'm the owner. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you as little as possible. But, no, he came out. He he knows.
1: He knows that he done messed up. I think he, he learned a lot. Yeah. And I think that came out, and I think some most of it sounded pretty sincere. hmm um, so that was good to hear. But you know who we should ask? It's about that time we're going to have our first guest on. Let's get him. Let's talk to Mr. Steve Berman, a.k.a. Bay Area Sports Guy.
2: All right. He's the founder of BayAreaSportsGuy.com. Follow him on Twitter, at SportsGuy Steve Berman. Steve, thanks so much for joining
3: us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
2: Hey, uh, Steve, so we were just talking. We just listened to the Jed York Apology and, you know, as fans, we definitely heard what we wanted to hear, you know, but at the same time, a lot of it felt, you know, he, like he was just getting out there to, to kind of calm the fires, if you will, or to, to just kind of chill everybody out. Did you kind of get the same sense?
3: Well, how many times did he mention his dad or his uncle? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, how many times did he mention AD? or He definitely won't mention his dad because his dad was less popular than he is now, if you can believe it. But, you know, he's, uh, I think... This is a lot of PR stuff going on. He was much better prepared going into this press conference. They were very ill-prepared, him and Balky, last year. Right. I was at that one, and it was just a fascinatingly awful press conference. It was over an hour, very contentious. The two of them were looking at everyone like we we're all idiots, and that kind of included the fans to a certain extent because that's who they were speaking to, and it seemed like they didn't realize that. I think there was a lot of, uh, a lot of preparation for what was going to go on. He hit on all the talking points. I, we, I know that you're angry with me. I know I need to not be so petty and, and vindictive on social media and be and weird that way. And I know I made mistakes. I talked to my uncle all the time. Uh, you know, him and I were the same age making these mistakes. And so I think there was a lot of that going on. But, in, you know, down deep into the thing, if you really listen to the actual details, no one's missing except for Tom out this equation. Really, it's it, Paragas still has the same job. He wasn't really reassigned at all. He just got some more responsibilities, and Trent has as much power now as he did before. Maybe he's on a shorter leash, but we don't even know that.
1: All right. So, do, do you think that Trent balky deserved his third chance at hiring a head coach? Well, I don't know if he got a
3: second chance. To be honest, I, I think that he, I think that he was very helpful in getting Jim Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh probably wanted the job anyway because the the talent was there and it was close to home and it, it made sense and the Niners offered a decent offering of five million dollars per year it wasn't uh didn't make him as rich as Pete Carroll or Sean Payton but it was still it was better money than they ended up giving Jim Sula. I, I think that Trent Baalke would not spend a day in Denver talking to Adam Gase if he wanted Adam Gase to be the officer coordinator so the fact that they ended up with Jim Tomsula I think you can kind of, with reports that came out and just using your brain and logic, that was a York choice, not a bulky choice. So it, the the question I guess you asked was, does he deserve another chance? I, I don't know that he deserves to still be the general manager. He hasn't really shown me a lot in terms of making the team better. I mean, he, he inherited quite a roster, and he plugged in some pieces, but a lot of those best pieces are gone. So. I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, he's been political enough and savvy enough to give himself another go-around and, and possibly another two-go-arounds, I would assume.
2: So, Steve, you mentioned um, you know inheriting a roster and things like that. So, this new head coach that's going to get interviewed, you, how important do you think the Colin Kaepernick question is going to be during this interview process?
3: I don't think very important at all, really. Yeah. I, I don't see any way that Kaepernick comes back next year. I think the 49ers and I can't fault him for doing this or trying to make it seem like they really want him around because we need to boost his non-existent trade value. But at this point, really, you know, the injuries are a big question. So I, it is a question in terms of if they can't get rid of him because the injuries are, are so, so bad that when April 1st comes around, it's deemed that he's going to get money. Maybe they reach some sort of a settlement. I, I'm not sure but I just I don't see him being a part of the future. I mean, if he was a part of the future, I, I don't think that this year would have progressed the way that it did, and I don't see that the, the team loves him as much as they're saying. So yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, really, I, I think what they just want is a coach who can bring the offense into the 21st century to a certain extent, and I'm not sure if that has much to do with Kaepernick at all. I think Gabbert's definitely a piece of that puzzle, and I think they definitely have to add a quarterback somewhere else. But I, just, I don't see them paying Kaepernick $14 million a year if he's healthy enough on April 1st where they can cut him and not have to pay
1: him really anything at all. Right. It seems like Chip Kelly might be the only coach that Kaep would make sense, you know, right. if they brought him in at the same time. I don't know if you can cut Colin Kaepernick. Did you see that photo today? I don't, how, do you get, <laughs> how does a guy get so hurt by not playing? Right. He's got a bandage <laughs> on his thumb. He's got a bandage on his knee. Two new surgeries, Ooh. and it's December. He hasn't played for two months.
3: Well, I think Kaepernick was really tough when he played quarterback for the Niners. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, he, he played with a, with a broken foot the year before. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that he played through. And then once his job was taken away, what's really his motive right. to gut it out? I mean, you know, I, I heard Ted Robinson on the radio saying, you know, this is an injury that this is not something that uh, – well, players can play through, a, you know, a torn labor I and mean, you're not on a throwing shoulder. Well, Kaepernick's probably like, well, yeah, but what's my motive to injure myself further or to play hurt and play worse if I'm not even going to be a starter? And then back to your point, Chip Kelly, I I think that's not quite true that he would need Kaepernick. I think everyone thinks about Mariota and and Oregon's offense, but Blaine Gabbert was a spread quarterback at Missouri. So if if they want to run a spread and they want to do a quick tempo thing, I think that's really in Gabbert's wheelhouse is he good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL under any system? I'm still kind of feeling like the, the jury's a little bit out on Gabbert in that respect. But if, if Kelly can convince them – I think mean, this is how Kelly gets the job, if he does. I don't think he's going to. But if Kelly can convince Balky that he's got the plan to make Blaine Gabbert an incredible starting quarterback in the NFL, a winning starting quarterback, and Balky thinks to himself, well, then I would have a really good quarterback for $2.2 million or whatever he's making – then I can see it, but I mean, the reports, you know, I mean, Kyle who's a buddy of mine, writes for the site, source and the source is impeccable, uh, said that Balky wants Hugh Jackson. So I think Hugh Jackson's really the, the frontrunner here. I think all these other big names, uh, it's just like last time. Last time this happened, you know, they talked to Shanahan. You know, they were in on a lot of coaches, and they ended up uh, going between Gates and Tom Sula. I think in this case it's probably going to be a guy like Hugh Jackson. I think maybe Josh McDaniel's a dark horse, but – I don't see Kelly being a guy with that personality and what happened with Billy. I don't see him coming here at
1: all. Right, and you'd think if Kelly was one of the top candidates, he'd already have an interview lined up, and sure. he's one of the names that has that been rumored that there's interest there, but he doesn't have a meeting set up. And I think you're right about the cap thing with him is because he and, – and Chip Kelly's offense is they run the ball a lot more at Oregon and even in uh, Philadelphia than than he gets credit for. So he, he likes to run the ball. He just likes to run a lot of plays. And I think you're right. One of his big things is he wants to use – all of the talent around him and and his team really spread the ball around in Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, it was it think, was two running back attack. You know there was multiple receivers involved. Mm-hmm. and Nobody ever knew who the ball was going to. I think that's one of the things he likes about his offense.
3: Yeah, and you mentioned the tempo thing. I don't think that's something that Balkey's really interested in. I think you, you'd have him hooked with the running part of it because obviously he wants to run the football. But I'm not really sure that he wants to tax his defense because in the NFL, it's nice to have. Kind of possession being in your favor and, and there is an advantage to uh, a hurry up offense from time to time you can definitely change the course of the game and and keep a defense on their heels when the and especially a, a defense that substitutes a lot situationally depending on the down and distance you can you can kind of uh, take advantage of a lot of things there but if you have a situation where the defense ends up being on the field because the offense failed you know goes a three and out really quickly and then defense is right back on the field a minute later I don't think Baalke's really into that too much. He's, he's more of an old-school, ground-and-pound than, you know, use a stout defense to be the backbone of the team kind of a guy. I, don't, I just don't see it with him and Kelly. And also, the Eagles are a pretty well-respected organization. You know, Jeff Lurie on down. And it seems like Chip burned some bridges there. I think a lot of those bridges were burned with the players, maybe not as much the executives. But he's a guy – also, there's Tom Gamble, who's Trent Baalke's guy. who went from the Eagles to the 49ers. If Chip Kelly and Tom Gamble got along well, then maybe he has something, but we don't know that. That's yep. one of the things, one of the many things we don't really know that are going on between these guys and in their conversations and in their minds.
2: You know, you mentioned Bulky, and I, I really was listening to his press conference earlier, and, you know, there were times he was talking about, oh, what'd you learn this year, you know, oh that... You know, I've been humbled by what happened and this and that. But then at the same time, he's saying, "Oh well, the draft is such a crapshoot, and you know this and that." And it's almost like he's making excuses. And, and do you think that that this is kind of the the last hurrah? For, he didn't even know how long his contract was good for, and things like huh. that. Do you think this is like this is it? This is this is the the last stand for Belky? Uh
3: Well, first of all, that thing about his contract was complete BS. I mean, <laughs> you know you know every contract of every right. player that you've ever signed don't make your own contract uh, your own contract <laughs> i mean every single person who's ever signed a contract knows exactly what their contract says. Right. especially when you're making millions and so yeah i mean bulky is uh, a guy who is very political and he has the yorks around his finger at least he has for several years i think jed's probably going to be getting a little bit impatient and hearing all the media people i was i think really one of the first ones sort of calling out bulky who is really just thought of as sort of a draft genius around here, and just an amazing general manager. And I thought he did a really good job for a while, especially in free agency with not signing guys who were too expensive that would mess up the cap and not keeping the 49ers who were going into free agency who were overrated and then bringing in guys who were underrated and then they would perform. And this, this last free agency, the drafts, I, I think he's right. The drafts are a crapshoot. And I don't think he's done so well with early round picks lately. But I think that there's some guys, you know, maybe Jimmy Ward isn't as bad as we thought. Maybe Eric Armstead is a guy who's going to be a monster in, in years to come. I, the free agency part of this last offseason, the draft, I don't think it was that great. But what do you do with Donald Dockett, who didn't even make the team, and he, and he made over $2 million, guaranteed. Sharice Wright, complete disaster. Reggie Bush, Almost as bad.
4: I mean, really, the best to <laughs> they
3: signed were Eric Pierce and Torrey Smith because Ugh. they played. Torrey Smith was completely underutilized, right. and Eric Pierce was one of the worst offensive starting linemen in football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not using Torrey Smith after signing was, was the biggest sin this team might have yeah. might have had all year long.
3: Torrey Smith looked like he was kind of out to lunch, too, sometimes, though. I mean, he, he dropped a lot of passes. seemed like he wasn't really finishing a lot of his routes. He seemed frustrated. I don't really blame him though, but when you're, when you're, he's, a, and he's definitely talented. He showed some flashes of being really good. And I, I think Jeff Dini from pro football focus, who we all love around here. He mentioned how the, I guess the rating for quarterbacks when throwing at Torrey Smith was like 116 point something. And they, obviously they barely threw to him, but still, I mean, Torrey Smith, I think he was, he was always welcome to talk to the media. He, he was a good guy that way. And I think that he is definitely underutilized. However, When you're paying a guy that much money, I kind of want to see him more as an Anquan Bolden-type leader type. And I didn't really see that from Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith, he gave up pretty quickly on on Kaepernick, it seemed like. And his facial expressions and gestures on the field were pretty questionable. There were times when he ran the the wrong route. There were times when he dropped passes he should have caught. So I, I don't know. When you're paying a guy that much guaranteed money, I kind of want to see a little bit more than what they got from him. So, really, just Frequency was a complete and total disaster for Balky. So, that really is going to be huge because they have so much cap room. So, this is going to be a big one. Do they, what are they going to do? Are they going to go after crazy guys? Like, you know, are they going to go after like, Josh Norman and try to get the best cornerback on the market? Or are they going to try to uh, just sort of ham and egg it, as you likes to, to say, and just kind of go with uh, small options that people aren't thinking of? I mean, whatever they do and however much money they spend is going to be watched by everyone very closely no matter who what coach they get
1: right because he's been pretty big pretty good in free agency and then he was good in the draft for a while and then all of a sudden you have a few years of bad drafts and now a bad free agent class the whole coaching catastrophe <laughs> right it's going to be an absolutely huge off season for Trent Balky and how he does in this off season is going to be huge for us as 49ers fans and how the, how the 49ers look for a while, for a few years. Hey, real quick, I want to go across the bay. The Oakland Stadium, you wrote a, a piece about that today. Uh, the Raiders headed to L, back to L.A. Uh, St. Louis, I don't, they don't deserve a team. That I mean, neither does Oakland, really. Should these cities get a third chance at a team if they do lose their teams?
3: Well, I, actually, I didn't write that. That was uh, James Arcelana, who does all my Raiders coverage for the site. But uh, who knows <laughs> at this point, really? I mean, I, I think... I, I don't see the Raiders going to LA. I just, I just really don't. At this point now, kind of wondering if it's going to be just one team going to Los Angeles, and if it is, I think the Raiders end up being third. Stan Kroenke is definitely—he's cranky. He's, he's ripping <laughs> St. Louis, and he's got uh, the ties in Inglewood. And I think uh, you know he's made it clear that he does not want to go back to St. Louis. and burning every single bridge possible. The Chargers have a pretty bad stadium situation, and I don't see the Raiders with their ownership situation with Mark Davis. I mean, if they're going to have one team go to L.A., is it going to be the Raiders and Mark Davis? I, I just, I don't see the NFL giving the L.A. just on a platter to the Raiders at this point right now. I think the Raiders might end up somewhere else in the future. I mean, you know, maybe a place like San Antonio or, or, or somewhere else, but, or maybe St. Louis if the Rams move sure. to Los Angeles. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, that's, that was really the point of James's piece is that. We don't really know what's going to occur, but it's not really based on what the fans want or what the cities want, or what the cities are paying for. It's really just based on these votes by the owners, You need 24 votes to, to get whatever's going to happen, and all these owners have their own ideas, their own agendas, and who knows what Jed York is thinking about the whole thing. I think uh, Mark Purdy uh, made everyone a little annoyed, at least Niner fans anyway, with his Raiders questions at Jed York's press conference, <laughs> yeah. but I... I you know, we just people are curious as to, you know, what these different owners think about this and, and Jed really gave a non answer. But I, I don't know, man, it's it's tough with with this whole situation. We've been talking about it a little bit lately and it seems like it's kinda of weird we've been sort of threatened by the Raiders possibly moving for months and or years and years and years and at some point it just I just have a sense that it's gonna happen somewhere in the Bay Area and that they might end up at Levi Stadium at some point, you know, at least for a year or two. But who knows? Now that I say that, because uh, of what I just said, they'll end up in L.A. in two weeks. I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the founder of BayAreaSportsGuy.com. Follow him on Twitter, B.A. Sports Guy. He is Steve Berman. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, man.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Always great stuff there from the uh, Bay Area Sports Guy. Let's just roll right into our next interview. It's about that time. Let's talk to Chris Biederman. Okay, he's the editor-in-chief of Niners Digest. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris Biederman. Chris, thank you so much for joining
4: us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
2: you bet. Hey, obviously, uh, the big question right now is who's going to be the next 49ers head coach? Do you have any ideas? Do you have any thoughts? Who you think it's going to be, Chris?
4: I think it's going to be an offensive mind. I think those are <laughs> the only candidates right. they've, they've interviewed so far. I think, uh, I think they had a lot of eggs in, in the Sean Payton basket, and I think that was probably as good as they could do um he checks all the boxes he has experience he won a super bowl he can develop quarterbacks uh but now he's out of the picture so um they're going to interview hugh jackson on sunday uh anthony lynn got an interview today I'm, I'm not sure how how viable a candidate he is um but yeah i, I would i would assume uh jackson is going to be their their top choice and and i'm not really sure where they go from there if they can't land him.
2: I mean, is Chip Kelly a possibility? I mean, you know, you're hearing Holmgren, you're hearing Shanahan. There's even talk of, you know, Josh McDaniels, Todd Haley, some Daryl Bevel, all kinds of, like you said, offensive-minded guys.
4: Yeah, I think Chip could be a possibility. And I know him and Tom Gamble had a good relationship in Philadelphia before um, Gamble kind of became a fall guy in the in the result of that the power struggle between Kelly and that Eagles front office. But um, Gamble and Kelly have a good. Have a good rapport, apparently, and I think Kelly would fit too. Um, I think the 49ers might like Jackson better, but I think Kelly would fit from from the standpoint of he could, you know, he, he's an offensive mind, obviously. Uh, he could potentially develop quarterbacks. I don't know. A lot of people talk about Chip Kelly working with Colin Kaepernick and trying to resurrect Colin Kaepernick's career. I, I think Chip Kelly really likes accurate quarterbacks and, and quarterbacks who can make a lot of the the different short throws that. You know, with different velocities, and, and they, they need to do those accurately in, in Kelly's system. And, and Kaepernick isn't really a guy that does that. Kaepernick's a guy who's best throwing the ball as hard as he can, 25 yards downfield. And I don't know if, if he has that short area accuracy that Kelly would want. Um, but you talk about, you know, the the win-with-class trope that, that Jed York talked about so much last year. I think, <laughs> you know, K- Kelly, Kelly really wants to create an environment of... of good character guys and i think the i think they match up that way i just don't know you know kelly said he he would give up personnel control to the front office i don't know if that would mesh very well with trent balky or maybe balky would say look you take care of the offense you look at the offensive personnel and i'll handle the defensive personnel and and maybe that uh that could allow them to have some success some success if that
1: works out yeah that's a great point about the offensive stuff because that seems to be where bulky's skills are sort of a little bit lacking is right. the offensive skill positions and um who knows about quarterback he drafted kaepernick that looked great at first and a lot of talk is that that was jim harbaugh's guy anyway so if you have an offensive coach you have a really strong head in your in your room when you're when you're in your war room and you have someone that really knows offensive players that would be a huge key uh and so sean payton's off the board. I was really surprised that New York Giants weren't more part of that mix with Sean Payton. Did you? Did it seem like it was a, a, a compensation issue, or did Payton just decide he really wanted to stay?
4: Well, I think it was. Uh, I know Payton said in his press conference that that there weren't talks with other teams about about possible trades, but I think there had to have been. Right. Um, right. You know. I, I. You know. I. I. It behooves him to say that, but I think there had to have been. I, I think. Uh, the Saints are a team that are that are in terrible shape salary cap wise and being able to get some more draft picks and find a cheaper head coach, not that has, that has anything to do with the salary cap, but Peyton's the highest paid head coach in the league. Um, if they could you know, sort of alleviate their salary cap issues by getting more draft picks, I think that's something they wanted to do and they finished 7-9 and nine last year, not because of Peyton but because of the way the roster is constructed so really the only way they're going to be able to overhaul the, the roster significantly this offseason is by getting a bunch of draft picks. And when your head coach is one of your best trade assets, I think that's what they were exploring. I think they wanted more than one second-round pick for sure. Uh, you look at you know the John Gruden trade in, in 2002 from the Raiders to Tampa. The Raiders the Raiders got two, two first-round picks and two second-round picks and $8 million cash. So I don't know that New Orleans wanted – that much in yeah, return that's for insane. Peyton, yeah. <laughs> but but I would imagine it would have been multiple picks. I would imagine it would have been a second, maybe a fourth, and and then you know conditional late round picks depending on success or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I would imagine that you know a, a lot of other teams were involved. I bet the Giants are involved. I bet Miami was involved. Uh, the Colts were reportedly involved, and and I'm, I feel pretty confident in in saying the 49ers were involved. Considering as soon as Jim Tom Sula was uh, was fired on Sunday night, the national reporters who who've been reporting a lot on the 49ers over the last couple of years came out and said that Sean Payton was a guy to watch, uh, and he was the first guy. So. Yeah, I think the 49ers were were definitely in on that, but you know, it's, it's, losing Peyton is uh, is a pretty big deal, and now that Tampa Bay is looking for a head coach with because they have Jameis Winston, that becomes another big deal for the 49ers because they potentially could want an offensive head coach too so we'll see we'll so, see about
2: that too so hey chris kaepernick have obviously shut down uh this season first lost his job had a couple more surgeries today do you think that that kaepernick question is going to be important uh to like to any of the head coach candidates during their interview process like hey you gonna keep this guy around what, what's your what's your plan
4: yeah i think so i mean hugh jackson if, if hugh jackson's the guy that would work out well for the 49ers because he wanted to draft Kaepernick back when he was with the Raiders in 2011. Um, so maybe you know, Jackson could take it upon himself to try to resurrect Kaepernick. But uh, it, it, it's, it became really complicated with Kaepernick this week when he divulged his, his thumb injury and his knee injury and he had those surgeries today. And I thought it was interesting because Kaepernick in the past never talked about injuries. And, and he had that foot injury in 2013 that, that was pretty significant uh, he played through it the whole year and you know the 49ers played in the NFC title game in Seattle he, that, that injury happened week two and then the next spring he divulged, he he talked about that injury a little bit but so he's you know it's a credit to him because he's a durable quarterback but now he comes out and announces that he has these these uh, these injuries and I, I happen to think it's by design and and so he has these surgeries today and now that pushes, the, the April one date very much in doubt because, mm. you know, if if he's injured, the forty ers have to pay him. If he's right. fully healthy by that date, the forty ers could trade him or they can cut him without without any financial repercussions. So, you know, Kaepernick was injured. He both of his knee his knee injury and his thumb injury happened before uh, he was shut down for the season with the shoulder surgery. And he just had the shoulder surgery. He didn't have the thumb and the knee surgeries, obviously. And those could have been handled much sooner and he would have been healthy well before that April 1 date. But now because he had the surgeries today, two, two months later, or a month and a half later, that, that makes things really, really cloudy in terms of whether or not he's going to be healthy in time to pass the physical at the start of the new league year. And I asked Trent Balky on, on Monday, you know, why didn't those surgeries happen sooner? And he didn't have any idea. And he said, you know, he, that's a better question for the medical staff. And, of course, you know, the media never has access to the medical staff. So um, it's, it's going to be a really interesting wrench in this whole coaching thing. But I think if it's Hugh Jackson, the 49ers might be in a decent spot because he might be the guy that says more so than Chip Kelly – um, you know, I want to work with Kaepernick, and we don't necessarily need to get another quarterback. I think I can, I can, you know, make good, you know, make it worthwhile to pay him his fifteen million dollars because he's going to be our starting quarterback, and I'm going to, you know, make him an effective player again.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if if I was interviewing the coach and he said he wanted Colin Kaepernick back, I would almost not hire him because of that, <laughs> as I just kind of want to turn the page on the whole thing so bad. And I wonder because Trent and Jed both did their best to sound really humble. Uh, in, in their press conference, and it's that's usually not their style. But I wonder how deep down Trent really believes the roster's great and the right coach could come in and they could have a quick turnaround.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Trent a- acknowledged a-, a lot of his own shortcomings, which, I, you know, it, it. the 49ers were clear, Jed especially. I think they went through the transcript of the, the post-mortem Harbaugh firing <laughs> or mutually parting ways last <laughs> year. They went through that. They went through that and said, okay, here's everything we're not going to say. We're not going to talk about we expect to win the Super Bowl every year. We're not going to talk about hanging banners. Um, and Jed was contrite, and, and Trent acknowledged he, he said the 2012 draft specifically wasn't good. Um, and he said the, the draft is a crapshoot. And, uh, and, you know, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, they realized, and they realized it last year, which w- w- one of the puzzling things for me is, you know, they, they didn't. Spend in free agency last year which they normally don't do but they they accumulated all this salary cap space and didn't spend any of it and everything they did looked like they were just acquiring more draft picks for this year making last year seem like a non-competitive year from the way they were approaching it now obviously they weren't going to say that Mm. but you go you go into that year set up for 40 million in cap space this year and now it looks like it almost looks like, and I'm not saying they did this, but it almost looks like they set Jim Sewell up to fail right? just based on based on the approach they took in the offseason, whether it be not trying to sign Evan Mathis to, to try to shore up that offensive line, for, an ex, for example. There, there were a lot of things they could have done to, to bolster the team to maybe put Kaepernick in a better situation than he was in.
2: I'll take $14 um, million dollars to be set up to fail
1: any time.
4: <laughs> so, fail for one year? <laughs> I've
1: That's been right. failing my whole life. I yeah. can do that for one more year.
4: <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Right. So I mean, yeah, I, I I'm I'm off track. I forgot what your initial question was. But I I think Trent is, is realizing now that he's you know, he's he's kinda on the hot seat and he's got plenty of draft picks and plenty of cap space to to try to rebuild this thing and turn it around, but the big question is whether or not he can land that coach that he needs to get.
1: So, i got to ask you, the Vegas odds came out on the 49ers coaching search. Oh, did they? Yeah, well, Peyton's Payton, out of it now. So, we've got Chip Kelly's 7-4 to odds, Mike Shanahan 92, and uh, Hugh Jackson 92, some other ones, Lynn, Holmgren, Gase, Haley, other Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Where do you put your money?
4: Oh, man, I would say... I think Hugh Jackson is, is probably their top choice. I have no idea what kind of offers other teams are going to give Jackson. Mm. Um, I know I know he's meeting with other teams Sunday the same day he meets with the, with the 49ers. So it'll be interesting to see. I would, If I had to rank them, I would probably put Jackson first, uh, Chip Kelly second. Oof. And then I, I think there's going to be some unknown camp. Maybe Kyle Shanahan. I don't I don't think Mike Shanahan is a real option. I don't think they have any interest in bringing in Holmgren either. I think I think the interest from those guys came from their camps and not necessarily the 49ers. Um, at this point, those guys are, are so advanced in, in their careers, which is a nice way of saying they're old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Passable.
2: laughs> yeah, the, the um, game has passed them by.
4: Yeah, and and you know this this might be kind of a long term deal. You know, this isn't going to be a quick fix. Where you know these guys might have to be in it for a while, and, and you kind of want guys at a different stage of their career um, than those guys. So I would say oof, I would I would put Jackson first, Chip Kelly second, and then uh, and then maybe Kyle Shanahan third because he, he might be the guy that, that's kind of the under the radar coordinator candidate like like Gase was this time last year. Um, I think this ship has sailed with Gase, and I think you would mm. rather go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, you know, you mentioned that, that Hugh Jackson's got some other interviews happening on Sunday, too. NFL.com saying the 49ers' uh, sixth out of six head coaching spots available when it comes to, uh, you know, a promising job to take. So, I, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that they can land a guy like Hugh Jackson who's so coveted right now.
4: Yeah, I agree. and uh, but, but we don't know about... The relationship that he has with Trent Balky they they yeah. together with, with Washington early this decade. And I will say, Trent Baalke is, is much more respected in NFL circles than he is maybe publicly, uh, whether it be by fans or media. Just given the way the last couple of years have gone, he's—he's um, he's definitely a really respected scout. And uh, and so I, I think you know internally the 49ers that that that's one of the reasons why they think they can get. Uh, a really good candidate is because Trent is respected so much in NFL and scatting circles. Now, whether or not that relationship is, is with Jackson is strong enough, it, remains to be seen, but it's going to yeah. be interesting because it, it looked like, you know, they were, they were all in on Sean Payton and that would have been, you know, and that would have been an A plus hire yeah. that, you know, that, but, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting.
2: Well said, sir. He's the editor-in-chief of Niners Digest. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Biederman. Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
4: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Very interesting. Oh, Peyton yeah. was everybody's number one. I think all the fans wanted him the most. I think the 49ers wanted him the most. I'm not ready to rule him out.
2: <laughs> I'm really not. I okay, mean, well, let's get into that. You, you heard Biederman talk about it there. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million for let's... Gruden. And here's the thing. They won a championship when they did that. They gave all that up to the Raiders, and then Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. So it's not, you know, to me that seems like you're. It's a crapshoot in the draft, anyways. Who cares? Get, if you if you think you, this the, your guy this is the guy that can take you to that next level, why would you not? I mean, I'm not saying and give how many that safeties much. can you
1: put on one roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. No. But you're right. And I was talking to some people on Twitter about this is if if you get the right head coach, a second round pick is nothing, it's nothing. for a great coach. It's Not nothing. at all. No.
2: One second round pick, give up two. Give up maybe no you don't give up that first round pick this year, but
1: But that's why I don't think it was ever gonna happen because I don't think that's the 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 hanging point was a second round draft pick. I right, think if Gruden wanted to come and the Forty ers wanted it to happen, then they would have they would have figured out a way to make that happen.
2: And maybe they were just asking for too much. I mean, it's definitely possible. That's a, that's a very expensive price what Tampa Bay paid to get Gruden. But again, they won a Super Bowl. That and was that, like, that's the job, right? That's it's, that's the goal.
1: Yeah. It was long enough ago that I think it's a completely different era. I don't yeah. think we've ever see anything remotely close to that. That was like close 2001, wasn't it? 2000? Was that was that, a long time ago. Yeah, when that happened, it was like, is this even – you can do that? Yeah, you can trade what draft picks
2: hell? for a coach? <laughs> Who and
1: knew? Then, and then after they did it, they're like, ooh, they even won a Super Bowl, and people are still like, eh, why not give up four draft picks for a Super Bowl? Well, you yeah, know, that's what how they, GMs think. They don't want to give up their covered draft picks.
2: They didn't do a whole lot after that, too. They kind of went – yeah. downhill because
1: well, they didn't have any draft picks right. <laughs> they had nothing in the farm uh the raiders didn't do much with those picks either did they that is very true that was their last winning season okay so let's hear from peyton first of all and we'll see if we can discern how he feels about it
2: this is where i plan on coaching and i i don't envision myself
1: ever coaching for any other club all right he's good in press conferences by the way much different than watching a gym i heard Sula he answered every single question yeah. that people had for me is in there for over an hour so it went on for a while and yeah. uh he, it, he made it sound like he wanted to stay there, and so well, that's how they figured say out how to do it. You
2: can't be like, uh, it's I wanted to leave,
1: but... Uh, <laughs> they, they made me stay. Yeah, these jerks wanted too much from the other team, so what are you going to do? <laughs> Play out your contract, I guess. I guess
2: I'll stick around with this Breeze <laughs> character. Yeah. See what happens.
1: But so many teams wanted him, too. If you really wanted yeah. out of New Orleans, you got to believe somebody was going to pony up him and, and pay a couple draft picks for it.
2: You know, Trent Belke said there will be no in-house interviews this year, so that, that was kind of something I, I was excited about. I mean... You know who are they really going to interview? You know Mangini, Jeep Christ. Is it the Jeep Christ era about to start in San Francisco? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, think
1: we'll hear from him.
2: I, yeah, is he even fired yet?
1: The new you know, the new head coach is going to come in. The one house, guy right? that's been here forever, Tom Rathman, yeah. as a player and a coach. One of these uh, interviews is Bill's assistant head coach and running backs coach Anthony Lynn, who uh-huh. has an interview set up for Thursday in New York. Yeah. That was a, a pr- surprising turn. The first time I'd ever heard that guy's name, to be honest with you, yeah, uh, in relation to any sort of a coaching job around the league.
2: And I'll be honest, the first thing I read about when when uh, when they mentioned that he was lined up for an interview is they were like, "Oh, this is the Rooney Rule thing because right. because
1: they want to go get Payton because and they can't wait for Hughes' right. interview later in the right. week, so they have to interview and somebody that made now, sense. and it makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, but now it, I, I'm still again I'm not I'm not saying that the Peyton thing is a, is a sealed deal yet. I think that if anything it was probably close. Maybe maybe they it was something they talked about but he had to come out and say something. He'd already set up the press conference. You know, he had to right. come out and be like, "Ah, oh, no, this is the place I'm going to be, this and that." And you know, I if I'm the 49ers, I'm still on the phone.
1: And it's I'm still trying to work it out. I wonder how how that came down because the press conference got moved back an hour and people are yeah. saying, "Oh, maybe this means he's going to stay now." So there's probably a lot of conversations going on behind the scenes there right. right up until that press conference basically
2: 49ers have a ton of draft picks what 12 or something this year are they I mean, 12 yeah yeah i mean that's whew, i'm okay with giving a few of those away bringing a guy like sean payton but you know then we just had i'm this is coming from a guy who just had to deal with jimmy t for a full season so <laughs> right. everything's looking good a- after harbaugh after this amazing coach with the best winning percentage in 49er history and, and it's like oh wait a minute Who's this guy? Who's this Jimmy T? <laughs> nice guy. He seems really great. Great guy. I'd love to have pasta with him. Well,
1: before we go with with who we think is the best of what's left uh-huh. as far as uh, coaching hires goes, uh, we didn't finish the York stuff. Steve mentioned how Jed kept bringing up his
0: uncle, yeah, Eddie D, and I thought that was interesting. I talked to my uncle this morning for a while. I don't think there's anybody better to help me as a mentor, as somebody that's been there, somebody that's done it, than my uncle. And you know, we talked for a long time this morning. And I know that if I need direction, if I need guidance, if I need somebody to help, I, I've got a person who I think is the best owner in the history of sports that's on my team, that's on my side, that I can turn to anytime.
1: I second that. <laughs> and you know what? He's never really spoken that. I think he wanted to break away from any yeah. shadow, and he realized, I think I need to do the opposite. And I think it would ease a lot of people's minds if they know that I have that ability to use Eddie and and, and utilize that knowledge. and. Because a lot of people are talking about how Eddie's not involved and could care less, and kind of is—they're right. at odds, right? Whoever's running their PR department right now is doing bang up, job. right? Yeah, it might <laughs> be a, a different person than did it last yeah. year. They might have hired somebody. That's else. That's my
2: guess. They got some new firm. They hired multiple right. people to work this room because he's saying all the right things. That's exactly what you need to say, you know. People like you and me that that grew up with a winning team and then saw it briefly, you know, under York, and then. He fires the guy that basically led them to this new this new winning era, this who's got it better than us, and now it's everybody. I mean,
1: maybe not right. the Browns. Well, still not the Browns, yeah, thank God. Never, it'll never be the Browns. <laughs> still, yeah, well, there's six teams picking ahead of us. That's so. very true. That is very true. Hey, uh, oh, no, do we have any more? Well, I got we one more? more cut, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's interesting to me because last year
0: at this time, what did Jed say he wanted in a coach? He wanted a teacher. Right. He changed it up this year. We want a leader. <laughs> We want somebody that has a clear strategic vision. Uh, We definitely have a short list. This is going to be a very, very competitive offseason. So I hope you understand. I'm not going to get into the details of that list. but we have a clear understanding of what we're looking for.
2: Yeah, you know, Balky also mentioned uh, we got a plan. We got a plan in in place for this uh, this process, and I'm not same thing. I'm not going to talk about yeah. it. But we've got a plan.
0: They're like, trust me,
1: guys. You're like, wait, we no, don't trust you anymore. You lost all of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's zero trust. Yeah, you buddy. can't use that. Hey, we know what we're doing. Trust no, us. you don't.
2: Not but, not right now. You don't.
1: It actually, and I have one more thing that that. Uh, that Jed said that it just made me laugh. I'll leave profanities out, so that well might make, we won't. <laughs> yeah, that might make an appearance. Yeah, Twitter definitely show. has not. Yeah,
0: that that's going to come around every single yeah, exactly. show. I realize that that's a lame answer.
2: It was super lame, Jed. Dead with the quotes, you know, there's there's a lot of news going around too right now. I mean, obviously Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, right. he got on Twitter, basically said he's guaranteeing that he's coming
1: back. It's a young guy. That's and it makes pro bowler. I, we've talked about this a little bit before, and now I'll ask you since the season's over mm-hmm. do, do you want him back? Do you I do 100 The 49ers would want him back. Well, Joe Staley
2: basically was like, we'll welcome him back in the locker room. So, you know. I think that after a season like they've had, they'll, they'll welcome anybody back. They would it's probably welcome a, Chris Borland back too right now. Even It's though. such
1: a, a weird precedent to set for a guy to quit on your team and be like, okay, I'll yeah. come back now. I mean, after they, the season they had, it's almost like, nah, we just went through that yeah. without you. I wouldn't be you surprised at all. You were
2: on the coach critiquing us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned later that it was his hands and feet that just weren't cooperating with him and he needed the year off to recover. And, mm-hmm. you
1: know, you got to respect that. You don't have to respect I, how he did it no i totally understand that aspect of it but at the same time if you're trent and this guy quit on you mm-hmm. and and was a big reason why the season i mean that's probably yeah. he could have fixed a lot of problems Eric on that was so bad um so bad and he was brought in to be a guard
2: too i mean Pierce wasn't right, even right, brought right, in to be
1: a tackle he wasn't supposed to be no. doing what he's doing he wasn't supposed to be on an island on the right side by right. himself that was where davis was supposed to be right so Especially with the
2: emergence of Trent Brown, I mean, he looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, in these last he worked, couple he games better too. better than Pierce for sure. Oh, he no can manhandle some people. I I would welcome Anthony Avis back. I mean, from a talent standpoint and what the, no the and a team needs standpoint, I really want him back. But I would not be surprised at all if they dangle him in trade. Mm-hmm. And well, because and here is the other thing. So if his body can't hold up. If his hands and feet are that bad, you know, yeah. maybe put him on somebody else.
2: You How know? does that work, too? I mean, with a contract,
1: does he get his old
2: contract he's back? He's under he
1: contract. Get... He's It's 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 as just... if it never happened. It starts back wherever it was at the beginning of the year because wow. he didn't play out his deal. So okay. if he had two years left on his deal, and, I you know, we should know that. If he yeah. has two years left on his deal, then he still has two years left on his deal.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. And, again, he's still super young. He's very talented. This team is in desperate need of offensive line help, especially if they're going to lose Boone there on the left side. I mean— it could be a, another rough season if you don't get a guy like Davis back, or like you said, if his body doesn't hold up and it gives out. It,
1: the it, offensive line is obviously going to be a point of emphasis whether Davis comes back or not. They're yeah. going to draft somebody. They're going to bring somebody in free agency mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, yeah, well, offensive line and quarterback. Of course. A too- lot of, it's gonna look, the offense is going to look different. Um, As it should, because the, it looked really
2: bad. Yeah. It's gonna they gonna better be, not trot that same nonsense it's out be a there new again. coaching
1: staff. It's going to be a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a new quarterback. Yeah. You
2: hear that Reggie Bush is suing, uh, let me get this straight oh, here, the, <laughs> the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority and the St. Louis Convention and Visitors Commission because reportedly they knew that that concrete out there was dangerous. They actually referred to it as the concrete ring of death. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The Because the week before uh, somebody got hurt out there, uh, McCown or something, some, some quarterback got injured, their shoulder slipping on it the exact same way. And so, you know, it ended Reggie Bush's year, maybe his
1: career. Right. So, why not? Why not sue him? As as far as lawsuits go, I think we're overly litigious as a society, (laughs) right? That's, I'm I'm on board with that. But if it costs you your career, yeah, yeah. the ring of death. And come on, Reggie Bush doesn't need to fall into the ring of death. He, you know, he could, like, trip over a pitch ring. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I'm surprised he was even out there (laughs) at that point. It was like the third play or something. Man. Uh, St. Louis Rams also making news today, not renewing the contract of Jeff Garcia. So there's a guy I wouldn't mind the 49ers bringing in, even as an assistant or something like that. He's, you know, he's an ex-49er. You love
1: his work ethic. You know, he's a Gilroy guy. Oh yeah, and I'm sure he'd be interested. Yeah, I, I think the 49ers should go after him. There's no, uh, there's no rock they shouldn't turn over yes. to find the right, <laughs> the right pieces, right, to make this thing better. So okay, well let's let's get to these coaches. Who who's your guy that's left besides Jeff Garcia? Out.
2: Sean oh, Payne is you. not out. I will ref- I will not
1: jump on board with that. So what do you think would have to happen for that to happen? It would have to be a lot of draft picks. It would so you to... think it's straight up – it was compensation, couldn't get worked out? Yeah. And so the 49 could wake time. up in the morning and be like, you know what? Screw this. Never mind. Call you back up and be like, hey – but can, the, can maybe the they interview in... a couple
2: of these guys and they're like, "Wow, this isn't what we're looking for. We need that offensive guy to really bring
1: out the best in our in our talent." I think that's insanity from a PR standpoint. I don't think the Saints could possibly even go back on that now.
2: Yeah, well, I, but the, I, they the could fact... sell it if it was like, "Oh, we're getting two first round draft picks oh, and a second. You know, yeah. I, I don't think they should give that much up. Right. But I. I I can't try to guess what York's going to do in balky like I I can't imagine what's going on in their brains right now and if they still have a chance to get this guy I I think they would I think they would they would sell the farm you know just to buy that one cow I I think they would
1: I I I I believe Bay Area Sports guy Kyle McClurg mm-hmm. has been on top of it and a lot of people seem to th- say uh Hugh Jackson is is yeah. the guy that they want and, But I don't uh, think they can get him I, I really don't if he's out there I mean there's rumors I mean, that the, the Giants Browns, they've already beat the it's already been proven that the 49ers job is better than the Dolphins job. Right? Yeah, But I mean, we've been through this before. But I mean, was 5 years ago, but we went through this but already. But
2: let's let's get even deeper in that. I okay. mean, where where is really better to play in Santa Clara in Miami? I mean, who has better talent on their roster right now, Miami or San Francisco? Is there a state tax in my, in Florida? If so, how much? Is the no, comparison to, to California yeah, like that's,
1: the taxes is a much better situation over there? That's what I'm saying. Um, it's
2: it's not the most you know. But you go in there to job. retire.
1: You go in there to work.
2: And that, <laughs> that's a good point too. Uh,
1: obviously, money is going to be a big factor. Big time. Who's willing to pony up the cash? Uh, but the Browns mm-hmm. the Dolphins uh, they have interviews on Sunday also with you along with the 49ers that's a lot of and you
2: know the Giants are gonna looking for a new guy too I mean they haven't you know officially announced an, an interview there but that's a very nice gig if you can get it I right. mean Hugh doesn't strike me as a New York guy though.
1: I don't know. I don't know Hugh well enough. Oh,
2: I, we can <laughs> go way back to his Oakland
1: days <laughs> when he went 8-8. Eight and eight He's a apparently a Florida guy for you. Yeah, I think so, man. I'm telling you. He's older. <laughs> he's a little slower. So, look, this is what's interesting. This would be, like, a great movie script or, like, a sitcom. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these teams, because obviously they have to go to wherever he is if they're all going to interview him on the same day. Right. Um, and his team might still be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which for I'm sure all these teams are hoping that the Bengals lose. Like, you- all the – like schadenfreude or whatever could go on behind the scenes of people like puncturing each other's tires oh hey this team didn't show up for the media the
2: wow. they made you sp- wait
1: yeah <laughs> like <laughs> jerks people like peeking over the bushes yeah. trying to listen in at the restaurant of the conversations <laughs> paying the waiter to be like hey see what they're talking about there how much money are they offering them
2: do you see any possibility of them giving a head coaching job to someone without head coaching experience i don't
1: I that's don't. why Peyton was the easiest hire yeah, of and th- just the right fit because they it, it checked all the boxes. Yeah. And obviously some of these guys don't and well here and well let's get to Chip Kelly because okay. I think he's not getting enough credit for I mean, he's what, had one bad season ever in who, his coaching career. That's who they're getting. He had two 10 win seasons. Is is that where you're it's gonna put it it's gonna your to money? be Chip Kelly. It's going I to be Chip Kelly, but there hasn't been enough smoke there, and that's what makes me think that he's not on board. Maybe Tom Gamble's like, "Yeah, that's probably not the guy you want, Trent."
2: And you might be right, but at
1: the same time, I feel otherwise like, they should have already interviewed him yesterday, right?
2: Yeah, I just feel like they're going to interview Lynn, who's just like, a, "Thanks, you're an X Forty Nine er. We're helping you out. We're getting your name out there yeah, in out the head there. coaching. So maybe ring. next year, yeah, it gets you'll get a more, more interviews right. going forward. Hugh Jackson is the guy they want." And he's not going to come to the 49ers.
1: So you think it's more of a situation where Chip he Kelly goes somewhere else? So they think, well, yep, here's the best offensive yep. guy we can get. It's Chip Kelly. Yeah,
2: no doubt. That, I, just, exactly I would like to, I to see Chip
1: Kelly be able to run an offense and not have to worry about personnel. Yeah, um, I would love it. And dude, he had ten wins each of his first two seasons in Philly. He's won everywhere he's been before that on the college level. I don't know all of a sudden why
2: people jumped off the Chip Kelly bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a believer in Sam Bradford.
1: and Yeah, maybe he just got that one wrong, you know? And DeMarco Murray, same thing. He won 10 games two years in a row with Nick Foles and Mark Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. And, and, And like you said, I'd
2: love to see him just run that offense and, you know, run the team and not have to worry about bringing in guys, and you leave that too bulky, you know? Give bulky a chance. You know, they've got a ton of money. See if see if he can bring in the guys that can run well, the system. We'll yeah. Obviously, have Chip Kelly's input.
1: Oh, absolutely. But at the same yeah. time, it, like he's well, not look, the, the other thing is Chip Kelly's done a pretty good job of understanding like talented players. I think he just pissed yeah. people off because he let high profile guys go. Yeah, and I think that ticked a lot of people off. But Jordan Matthews, I loved in the draft. Zach Ertz, I loved in the draft. Sure. Um, and he has some talented players that he brought in. It just for some reason it fell apart this year. But he deserves another. Shot at being a head coach, I think, in the league. And I wouldn't would would be opposed it. to the 49ers giving him that shot.
2: I feel like anything right now is an upgrade from where they were last season. You know, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, a Harbaugh signing. It's, it's not that big of a thing. But like you said, Chip Kelly's won pretty much everywhere he's gone. He had the one down year, the one bad season, and he's gonna get another head coaching job. Be it in Miami, be it in New York. You know, why not in San Francisco?
1: And then I'm when, okay with it. then when Peyton's contract runs out in two years, if Kelly wasn't the right go. guy, there you go. Then you don't have to. Then you don't have to you give have to up. Compensate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still okay with the compensating. <laughs> Could you imagine going through this again in two more years? We're going.
2: Aren't we going to?
1: No. This is the beginning of.
2: When did I turn into such a pessimist? Well, What's that's going other- on here, <laughs> man. These Yorks killing. That's me, the other man. thing
1: that Kelly. He's kind of got. That's kind of like I've always liked him a little bit. He's got the the Bill Walsh like forward thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, he's he's kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. And and I like that about yeah. it Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe he's a egomaniacal maniac. I'm and on he's board. A, not a good person to be around, and he would torch the franchise. But I, it's you know. How much
2: more can it be torched than it was this last season? <laughs> right.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I want it. I,
2: I, I right now since you can't get Peyton. Apparently, I'm filling up the quote. You can't get Peyton. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you can get Jackson either. I think Chip Kelly's your next best. I don't want to see Holmgren. I don't want to see Shanahan. I'd love to get a guy like Josh McDaniels or you know one of these one of these young guys. Maybe Jim Mora Junior. Even you know they may have burnt the bridge there uh, yeah. back in the day <laughs> with, with, with Mora.
1: It's hard to say. I think there's so few head coaching jobs. Yeah. And there's so much money involved. I don't think anybody's truly out of any position Gace, of taking though, a job. Right? Gase, though. <laughs> Gace,
0: hey, Fangio, right? We'll I mean, those it, are two guys that aren't coming about,
1: back. We talked about Tom Sula's $14 million earlier. Yeah. If you're Gase and you have Was, one option, and yeah? it's the 49ers head coaching job. I can't imagine Gase would only – And they,
2: I mean, they obviously weren't the biggest Gase fans. And then
1: what if, he, what if year? he's like, I'll only come back if you let me hire Jim Tom Sula? <laughs> <laughs> Just to
4: screw us, Deal. Them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like it. I like it.
2: David Shaw, are they going to bring him out? you going to get get John Gurdon out of yeah, retirement? The college
1: guy, everyone always, like, obviously Shaw's a local guy, but yeah. if anybody saw what happened to Harbaugh and was like, no thanks, yeah. David Shaw would probably be that guy. He would be the number. Yeah. He would he would consult with Harbaugh. Yeah. And Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, people are always going to bring those guys' names out yeah. every year. For, yeah, Bill Cower,
2: Tony Dungy. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you're exactly. You're going to hear all her well, words. Hol- Holmgren.
1: Uh, like, yeah. We're going to hear about Mike Holmgren about, every day until he dies, about being a potential coach.
2: What about Tom Coughlin? I mean, it, did he? He just stepped away. Did you see he, how he kind of dissed? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, just just like nah, dude, nah. That that shows me that he's he wasn't done. He still wants to coach. He still wants to be in the NFL. And that's a guy I would love running this franchise. He's hard nosed. He's old school. He
1: has won two championships. He has. That's what you need if and you want you, that experience. And you know what else he
4: would do? Matt, I think
1: somewhere in there, he said, we're going to run the football. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fits, right? Yeah. That's... Maybe you're onto something. I... And he didn't close the door on coaching either.
2: That Honestly, that would be my number two after Peyton. It would be Peyton and then Coughlin would be my number really? two. Really? Yeah. I would oh. love Tom Coughlin. Oh, that would be amazing! I'd be jumping for joy, doing dude. That <laughs> that's thing an where you interesting name. Heels. and Nobody's—I
1: haven't heard anybody bring that name up. I don't for you.
2: understand why
1: no one's talking about this. There must be a reason. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is that he would <laughs> never come. That he would never come, or that yeah. he's kind of just done and everyone. He knows. might be, and he might be, but he's no spring chicken. The, the little uh, see—that's I'm—I'm I'm on the other. You I'm want a younger I'm, guy? I want a younger guy. I'm on the opposite end. I want yeah. youth. I want. I think Steve said it great: bringing the offense into the 21st century. Yeah. And Chip Kelly important. would do that absolutely. Josh McDaniels could do that. That's why he's one that. of my favorite I mean, candidates. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackson, I like. Um, it's just hard to know. Yeah, it you, is. You just won't know until he gets in here, and yeah. then we'll see it. I'm excited though. It's I, it's. It makes me nervous. Sean Payton didn't make me nervous at all. The no. other guys, it's like I kind of. I think this Chip is get higher, but I don't know.
2: Chip Kelly does not make me nervous. He's because he's proven it at the NFL level that he can win. And and I so like, he, I
1: just love that he's run the whole show yeah. and won everywhere. Yeah, he's had one bad season dating back to.
2: I'm with you 100. Yeah. And as a 49er fan, I'm gonna be honest. Sunday night when I saw the the firing, or yeah, it was Sunday night. I I got happy. Like yeah. it, it brought like joy that I haven't felt since like week six. You know, because it's excitement. It's something new. It's a fresh start. It's
1: the first thing I thought of is because when the 49ers all of a sudden it all happened so quick. It's like Chip Kelly gets fired. Oh, Sean Payton might be available. Oh, yeah. guess what? Jim Tom Sulu gets fired. Right. It's like, okay, I see what's going on here.
2: And for me, Tom Coughlin is going to resign. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm like a little kid. Like, what's next? What's next? Oh, I'm pumped. I really am. It's going
1: to be exciting. We're not going to be around to talk to you for a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Mexico. And, I've got a birthday coming up. Yeah. And I'm going to get out of town. And uh, there's going to be a lot of. Rehashing this same stuff until someone actually gets hired. So right. we're gonna once someone gets hired is probably we'll be back to talk to you here in a couple weeks. We'll talk Before Senior the Bowl, Super Bowl we'll, yeah, yeah. This we'll talk Super Bowl, we'll talk Senior Bowl. We will have prospects to talk about. Love it. Getting into free agency and stuff, and we'll have we'll start knocking out our uh, our off season plan and really reviewing the roster and and looking at what this team's gonna look like in twenty sixteen. I'm excited.
2: Then you bring in a Mike Shanahan. Shanahan. I can see Shanahan after a few weeks of of failed interviews. <laughs> That's my nightmare. Right I can there. see
1: Shanahan just because there's ties to Trent. And I'm sure he trusts him, and yeah. you know, and he's he's won, although he hasn't won a playoff game since 1998, I think it was.
2: Oh,
1: Which it's like is the worst thing you've ever said. That <laughs> that was, I can not hardly remember 1998. Gross. Is, oh, no. It's, I mean, and you're talking about the 21st century. Yeah. That was not this century. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Bill Cower. Let's go. Let's get him back. And all of a sudden, you see the Redskins now in the playoffs I know. with Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. after the whole debacle with Shanahan's ass. I don't know. Yeah, that none of them. They, RG3 those guys available?
2: Do Bring him in?
1: Either RG3 or Johnny Manziel in Dallas, right? It it's kinda going has to happen. To happen. Yeah. Or both of them, and they're battling it out.
2: Oh, there you go. Dude. But Tony Romo's still going to be the well, starting right. quarterback. But then he'll like,
1: break his spine, and then all of a sudden there will be this oh, death man. match between Manziel and— I don't
2: think either one of those guys.
1: The is... Billy Manziel thing? Like, he took it to a new level that—he he flew all the way to Las Vegas just to have some—like, there's bars in Cleveland, right? Dude. You had to go to Las Vegas and skip your doctor's visit. That's like he he just t- and and in costume off, off the, the record name? here
2: off the record to everyone listening right now. I had a buddy who was in Vegas. Okay, said he was paying five hundred dollar chips to people to not take pictures with him, to not take pictures of him. He he said he saw him give someone a five hundred dollar chip so that he could go in and delete the picture of him from their phone.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to say any names. Of, of who my friend might be or who we're talking about. But, yeah, yeah, wig and all, mustache, the whole deal.
1: Well, I'll say his name because he doesn't have a $500 chip <laughs> here for me. Yeah, yeah, it's legit.
2: All the stories, man, it's real. Wow, okay. I, I trust this source. I will never reveal my sources.
1: That's hilarious. That's, we should have led with that. Yeah, That's I can't believe stuff. I
2: didn't bring that up until now.
1: <laughs> Old Billy. Wow. All right, let's get out of here. All right. We'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. Thank you very much to Steve Berman. Thanks to Chris Biederman. Give us a follow. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink on Twitter. You can find me at BD Peacock. Subscribe, review, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Email goldfaithful49 at gmail.com. Oh, when we got a text this week that I totally forgot about. We've covered all of this ground, but Steve in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Thanks for uh, hitting us up. The phone number is 415-858-0094. You can leave us a voice message or a text. Uh, he was asking if Jimmy, with Jimmy T gone, is there a coach that would come in and want to keep Cap? And if there is, who are they? Would Cap be willing to stay if one of these coaches was hired? And as fans, do we want that? Interesting. And we, we kind of talked about Kelly was is the guy that people keep saying, oh, if Chip Kelly comes, he's perfect for Cap. And right for me, do we want that? I say you turn the page with Cap. I want him out. Yeah. And because I just want it, I just want it, I want it over, and I don't want to see that limp through another season. With is cap good? Is cap not good? And then we go back to because you know if you keep cap, then you're probably not bringing in another player. Right. I want to bring in another player. I want to you start developing got the cheap back up in Blaine Gabbert. Right. And, I want to start developing the next guy. I don't want to worry about cap anymore. Especially and I with, think money wise, they want him gone. Well, there's, that's there's what injury stuff. It's
2: what you're hearing about the money thing is that he's not willing to renegotiate or right. anything like take less money. This and that. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it because Colin Kaepernick gave us some really good times, 49er fans. But it, it's just too much money. It's too much money for a bad football team.
1: You don't, you don't do that. And speaking of it, it's really funny because we have that, the picture up right now on no the monitor. No photos, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's how that worked out. So the, the photo of Cap, I'm sure you've seen it online. I found it on Twitter. And it's uh, him giving the thumbs up with his bad thumb and his bad knee. And his beanie hat says... No photos, please. I honestly did not notice that yeah. earlier. I don't That's think he's great. paying as much as Johnny Manziel is no, to not take no the chips. photos. But <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Can't make that stuff up, man.
2: Brilliant.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. See you. See you later. When we have a head coach. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>